Welcome to the Radical Brilliance Podcast with Arjuna Arda and brilliant guests from around the world who are contributing to the evolution of humanity. Today's guests are Aaron Bigelow and the Amp Coil crew who are going to talk about what is Amp Coil? So here's your host, Arjuna Arda. Hey, welcome back to the Radical Brilliance podcast. Today I'm going to be talking with Aaron Bigelow, the co-founder of AmpCoil and two of his team members. Now AmpCoil is one of the most powerful portable, effective forms of what is known generally as energetic medicine. Norman Sheely, for example, a few decades ago, uh, was, was uh, saying energetic medicine is the medicine of the future. And what does that mean? You know, think the most obvious way to see this is like if you think about iron filings on a piece of paper. Everyone's done this experiment at school. Get a piece of white paper, sprinkle some iron filings, and the iron filings are just where they are. Move a magnet underneath and they will form a certain pattern. Now, if you were to try and take each iron filing with a pair of tweezers and put them into that pattern manually, you could do it, but it would take a really long time and obviously be a waste of energy. T change the electromagnetic field and the iron filings realign themselves naturally. So many of us have experienced this kind of energetic medicine with acupuncture. Acupuncture is not actually working with physical symptoms. It's working with the underlying energy of the body. So if you're sick, they may also give you herbs or... Um, other more direct interventions, but basically when you're sick, they shift your energetics. They look for blockages in the meridians, as they're called in, uh, in Chinese medicine. Remove the blockages, increase the energy flowing through the meridians, and you get well again. It's all about energetic flow. Uh, homeopathy actually is the same. Homeopathy, when you take a homeopathic medicine, particularly a strong dose like a, like a 10M, uh, there is, if you analyze it, there is no actual active ingredient. There is nothing in the water that could be measured. It's purely that the energy of the water has been changed in such a way as to bring you healing. So a lot of people feel, and then of course there's Reiki, you know, there's, uh, there's all sorts of, there's, there's prana healing, all kinds of ways that people are healed of diseases through the transmission of energy. A lot of times this has been done through people affecting each other with resonance but today we're going to hear probably the most viable, it's not the only, but probably the most viable method of creating a machine so far that will change electromagnetic resonance and create healing. The amp coil is built to resonate with the electromagnetic frequency of the earth and the human body, so it's actually bringing you back into natural balance. Uh, the headquarters of AmpCoil is actually just down the road from where I live, coincidentally in Nevada City, like two minutes away. So I've, I've been coiled, as they call it. I've been coiled. I've done a lot of coiling. Coiling is now a verb. I've been coiled and I've, I've been coiling 
uh, quite a lot in the last couple of years, and I've noticed great health benefits. I was not particularly sick to start with, but um, there are lots of people in Nevada County who've been suffering from Lyme's disease or other diseases uh, who have had a complete alleviation of symptoms and return to normal health, primarily or only through the use of energetic medicine. So enjoy. This is a little bit longer. We go into a lot of the detail on this. We hear some incredible healing stories. I think you're going to have a great time. So welcome to Episode 9 of the Radical Brilliance Podcast, where we'll talk about Amp Coil. Hey guys, welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm, um, I've been actually, believe it or not, I've been excited about doing this conversation for like a year and a half, I think, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but you guys are super busy, so I'm glad we, <laughs> even though we're only like two minutes down the road, I'm glad we finally pulled this together. This is a super exciting topic, super exciting people to be talking about w- this topic with in, from multiple dimensions. Let's get, let's jump right in for anyone who, to whom this is a kind of a new consideration. We're talking about energetic medicine, right? Energetic medicine. So for, for somebody who has no idea what that means. How would we how would we explain that? Actually, Jordan, I think you would love to answer this question. <laughs> I just might. What is energetic medicine? Um, I like, always like to say that frequency lower frequency is the um, the language of the universe that we're in, and so why not talk that language? Um, anything else that I was using to try to heal felt like it was um, words in a book, you know, just like, or I'd, I would say um, even maybe a different language, but just like a very s- small part of the whole conversation. And once I started switching to more energetic medicine, I felt like I was including the entire book. Right, right, right. You know, I, I, I want to get your commentary on this because a, a, a way that I, the way, the way that I was most easily able to explain this to myself is to think about something we all did in school where you've got that piece of white paper, you know, you know and you, you sprinkled iron filings, right? And then you bring a magnet underneath the paper and the iron filings go into this incredible pattern. At least, I don't know how, how this was for your generation, but back, you know, back in 1893, that was really amazing. You know, it's like, whoa, look at, the, oh, look at this pattern, you know? Mm-hmm. And so if you think about that, you know, if you'd wanted to make that pattern by hand, you could have, uh, you know, you could have taken a tweezers and changed every... Uh, iron filing or just bring the magnet excuse me see how excited I get bring the magnet and it just happens all at once Mm -hmm. and so I've come to the same conclusion you know with um, with all sorts of conditions in the body I mean the most extreme thing is take a knife cut it open you know take bits out that might be quite useful actually you know or at least at one point were quite useful you know one step up from that is give all these drugs which are sometimes toxic but if you had the possibility to simply change the electromagnetic field Mm -hmm around which all that is happening or all of which that is a manifestation of so much the better and that's certainly also the explanation for why so many people claim they get incredible benefits from homeopathic medicine including the royal family mm-hmm. you know um the the what's the the, the husband of, of of elizabeth prince of edinburgh i think he is yeah uh he's only ever used homeopathic medicine you know it's, a, it's the royal homeopathic mm-hmm. hospital yeah, and he's 95 you know mm-hmm. 95 just just stopped driving um 
So homeopathic medicine has no active... If you measure it, it's just water, and yet it's, but it's actually because of an energetic frequency. Mm-hmm. So how would you comment on that? Is that? Does that feel like in the ballpark way of, of seeing this? That we're, which... Yeah, I think in general what we're seeing in the West right now is that um, the invisible is starting to be measured yeah. and that all of the things that many ancient cultures have told us about yeah. are becoming much more um, real and practical and, and make, starting to make sense in our logical minds. Sweet. You know... Um, I think I introduced you to Dr. Bon, bon, Jan Bonhoeffer, yes, yes. who has, has started this movement called uh, Heart-Based Medicine. Mm-hmm. And this may seem like crazy, you even need to do this, but he's got this big initiative to just re- remind people that love is a healing force, right? <laughs> and, and medicine has gone so much in the direction <clears throat> of machines that go beep and, you know, and a doctor coming and going, yeah. give me the vitals, blood pressure, okay, fine, hardly even connecting with the patient at all. Dr. Jan Bonhoeffer has started this huge thing to say, oh, that's great. It's wonderful mm-hmm. we have all these machines that go beep and things, mm-hmm. but it's also actually love is a healing force. Love is a healing energy that cannot be measured. Well, and as you're saying that, uh, I would like to actually say that it can. Mm-hmm. And when I think of it, I think of it from the heart. Mm-hmm. Okay, And most of us are unaware that the heart is the most powerful generator in the body. Mm. It puts out the strongest frequency. Mm-hmm. So when you use energetic medicine mm. and you put it on the heart, mm. it has the ability to vibrate mm. at a much more powerful ratio than any other part of the body. Wow. And I think the biggest reason why people get challenged by that is because the heart is also the most vulnerable place. Yeah, sure. So that's, that's where, where people really can have a tough time. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. You know, um, when we talk about these things, I mean, homeopathic medicine is a really good example because it's been around so long, but the same thing is happening now with, with, with more recent devices. When we talk about these things, so many people want to say it's placebo, it's just made up, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. And I, I feel at this point I want to segue over to you, Sophie, because <laughs> your story is so dramatic and so beyond anything that could be could, could be called placebo. So. Tell us, I mean, you are now 20... 24. 24. And not so long ago, you were in... Four years ago, I had my massive heart attack. You had a heart attack. Yeah. Let's, let's go back. When did you start to get sick? I got, um, well, I got diagnosed. I, I have a clear... There's a very clear um, distinction from when I started getting sick and when I got diagnosed. Mm-hmm. I probably started getting sick when I was around like probably two, I think in a lot of cases, people either get born with a little weaker immune system or they get, um, you know, different pathogens, weaker immune system from their parents that got passed down. Um, I think that's a little bit what happened to me. I got diagnosed at around, um, 18 with Graves disease, which is an audio autoimmune disease. Autoimmune, right. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. It's all about the thyroid. Yeah. So my condition was hyper and hypo. Yeah. So it was flip-flopping constantly. For the first, um, I'd say, four months or so, it was really, really high. So my thyroid numbers were, you know, five to seven times too high. And... I started going into thyroid storms, which usually when you go into that, it's so hard to get out of it. All the Western doctors and, and practitioners were really, really concerned when I started going into a thyroid storm because it is so hard to get people out of it. What is a thyroid storm? How does it feel? Um, 
it's completely overwhelming there's a ton of pain that comes with it mm. um, I started getting these Charlie horses in my heart so my the muscles around my heart were actually cramping up mm. and so I was having you know tons and tons of chest pain mm. I was having irregular heartbeats so mm. my heart was never beating at a consistent pace mm-hmm. so it either flutter or just like be super slow wow. or just so fast at that point it was going around 200 beats per minute and i was on tons of medication and you were like 17 18 at this time mm-hmm. yeah yeah so i want to ask you you know obviously this is now in the past it must mm-hmm. have, it must just this sounds super freaky at that age you know when everyone else is partying you know <laughs> did, did you what what did you actually fear for your life did you think you were going to die i think um I think looking back, I definitely was conscious of how bad it was and how severe Mm. it was. But in the moment, I just had to kind of be in denial, I think, Mm. to protect myself. It was almost Mm. a coping mechanism. So at the moment, I was like... I'm fine. Like, right. It's all good. Even though I like knew that this was really bad. Right. And I think I, and I can see it now, you know, within my family members who were taking care of me and everything. Like it, there was some very, like mm. there was fear definitely in it. Yeah. Um, especially with the doctors I talked to, they were yeah. like, you're going to die. Like, they said that? Oh yeah. I yeah. had at More least was, yeah, yeah. 20 doctors. I get, talked to so your, many specialists. Yeah. yeah. Really? Yeah, totally. Mm. Wow. I got one doctor. I went over and I walked into his office and he was like, you got to call your parents right now and tell them you're going to die today. Like there's no way you're going to survive. Die today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So it was not looking good at mm. all. Mm. And it wasn't, and it, And, you know, I I really tried to go to these thyroid specialists, endocrinologists, and all these other specialists that were really trying to help me. And a lot of them wouldn't even take me on as a client or a patient because my case was so severe. Mm. They didn't even think that they could help me. So they just sent me right to the hospital. Okay. Um, Okay. So that was about, and that lasted for about a year. It right. just didn't get, I couldn't get to a stage where I was stable for about right. a year. And I had about three heart attacks, one massive heart attack. Yeah. Um, and I That's was so unusual out. for a kid of 18 to have a heart attack. Right? Yeah, sure. it was, yeah. I mean, the doctors didn't believe me until yeah. I got tested. So, wow. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty crazy. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So, and before all that happened, what did you get diagnosed with? I got diagnosed with Graves. Before that was was just oh that. oh yeah I got I mean as a kid when I was like sixteen seventeen I got diagnosed with depression anxiety mm-hmm. like everything like that I mean everyone just was thought it was all in my head uh-huh. um, I and I wasn't dealing I was sick for about three months way before um, you know all of this kind of happened. I was sick for three months and they thought I had mono. They thought I had mm. all these things. I went in for tons of tests and nothing showed up. Nothing showed up. That's, so. that's actually a pretty common situation. I've yeah. discovered that many people who really, I mean, I meet so many people who just, I just don't feel good. I just yeah. really don't feel good. And all the tests come back clear, which is in a way more frustrating than somebody mm-hmm. saying you've got binky banky bodelitis. Then you can go, great. Well, now I know what to do, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and just real quick, similar to Sophie, and this is where I think we really bonded. I went through very, very similar yeah. system where myself and my oldest daughter mm. were both told that we were going to die. Oof. And of what? Know, for for me, it was it was Lyme disease. Mm-hmm. 
but that's not why they were saying that uh, that we were going to die. Uh, but when we really look back, it was the strand was was so severe. The strain uh, of limes. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. There's many different strands. Yeah, that was so severe in my body that I passed on through the bloodstream to my youngest daughter. Sorry, now oldest daughter. Yeah. And um, so it it was one of those scenarios where it got to a point to where it was like, okay, you can get get your affairs in order. Oh, wow. Yeah. And this is where I believe we all got led to technologies like this. Wow. um, Because we realized that nothing against the so-called system, Mm. but they just don't necessarily have answers. So if they can't explain it, then they don't know what to do with it. I was actually, when I was researching this for this book, Heart-Based Medicine, which mm-hmm. I'm writing with Dr. Bonhoeffer, uh, somebody at, at Stanford was, was uh, estimating about 17% mm-hmm. of conditions. They just are, they, yes. The person feels sick, we really don't exactly know why. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. 87% fall yep. into a clear diagnosis, yeah. but that's a pretty significant number. Let's yeah. let's finish Sophie's story because I'm we, we've we've left her <laughs> in a very dire predicament. So let's let's, let's, let's rescue her now. So yeah. what, what 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 what? So you, as I remember, because you told me this a little bef- uh, a, a little while back, you told me you were doing the conventional Western medicine, but you also branched down to a lot of alternative yeah. stuff like homie. I think you did um, acupuncture. Yeah, I did yeah. a whole ton of acupuncture. Mm. My dad used to call me the human pincushion. Yeah. <laughs> so right. I was constantly getting blood tests, yeah. uh, acupuncture. I did a lot. I was actually a test case for a couple different studies. Mm. I went to a, a homeopathy school right. and they did a whole case on me. Right. Um, and they really, really tried to work with me and it, and it did help, you know, some of these things like acupuncture and, and homeopathy, a lot of these things kept me alive for a yeah. little bit. Yeah. It wasn't making a big enough shift okay. to really push me to the other side or make a huge shift in my health. It was, you know, helping a little bit with the symptoms and that like day to day life, right. I think, um, you know, but it wasn't making a huge shift. I changed my diet drastically. Mm. Um, and that helped a little too, mm. uh, but I just was trying everything and, and nothing was really shifting too much. It, I was still in the same cycle, yeah. kind of. Until? Um, until. <laughs> what happened? Uh, my sister. Because now you're great, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm I, feeling fantastic. Yeah, you've got shiny eyes. You look all good. Yeah, Thank so, you. So what, what, what made the difference? Because this is really the, you know, this is our case study for what we're yeah. talking about today. So my parents and my my oldest sister ran into Aaron and they got on the phone with him and, you know, tried to figure out what his technology was about. Mm. And and his is the amp coil. Mm -hmm. And I was super skeptical. I was, you know, someone at this time, it was had been three years of like really, really struggling. Mm. I was not able to walk at this point. I was in bed 24-7, so I was so done being poked and prodded at by doctors and different, mm. you know, you know, physicians of all sorts and kinds and stuff, so I was really done. Um, I got dragged over to Aaron and Geneva's house, and um, I had my first session. And first I session meant what? My first session on the amp coil. So just for somebody who doesn't know what that means, what, what, so they didn't put needles in you. They didn't no, give you anything to drink. It was they the didn't, best. There was no injections. So I laid on a bed. You lay on a bed. With and? a round 
donut coil. You lay on the bed with a donut. Yes. Yeah. Okay. It was great. But, but a gold one, right? Yeah, a gold. You lay on the bed with a gold donut. Okay. Yeah. That's that was it. You lay on the bed with a gold donut. It was not right. painful. It was okay. not uncomfortable. Right. It was actually relaxing, mm-hmm. which I haven't been. I hadn't didn't mm-hmm. wasn't able to fully relax into anything for so long because I was yeah. in so much chronic pain. So the fact that I could lay there for 30 minutes and not be in pain or uncomfortable or, you know, anything like that was yeah. a miracle in itself. For sure. After the session, I didn't feel like a huge shift. I felt a little bit more relaxed. Um, but that was about it. I was like, okay, I guess I'll see what happens. <laughs> so like, that was the golden I donut. I don't know. <laughs> and then I woke up the next morning and I could breathe a little bit better for the first time. And I had less pain, mm. which was huge, especially in the mornings because the mornings were really hard for me. Mm. Um, so the fact that I could, you know, get up in the morning and, you know, breathe and be okay, that was huge. Right. Um, so then I just kept going back and I just did like so many, I think the first How month, frequently did you go back? I, I almost went every single day for the first month. Now we suggest, I was a bit of the guinea pig <laughs> yeah, of <right>. technology. <laughs> so now we suggest about like, you know, five days a week or so. Yeah. Um, cause it, it was really beneficial to take some days off, but, um, but I, it really, really worked for me, obviously. And I just like kept going back and it was just little improvements at first, you know, it, it felt like we were building on each session. So, you know, it was first my lungs and my breathing and, and, you know, a little less pain. And then it was like, oh, my brain fog starting to go away. And, you know, my kidneys are functioning for the first time in a while. And my liver started functioning, which is huge. Um, my organs just overall were functioning so much better and just, yeah, it just kept building on itself and, Amazing. It, and I got, be, I started walking again within like a couple, couple weeks I was up and, and it was amazing. Now, would you, would you say that what you were doing with the amp coil was supplementary to a lot of other stuff or did you, what, what happened to all the other treatments you've been using? I stopped everything. You did? <laughs> yes. How How soon? Right when I started the amp coil, I stopped everything. I was skeptical. I wanted to know if it would work. I don't recommend this for anyone, but it really worked for me. Wow, you stopped everything. I stopped all my prescription medicine. I really? stopped all my supplements. What did the doctor say about that? Um, they were not supportive. They had no, no I can idea. Imagine. But at <laughs> right? the same time, they they weren't supportive because they didn't know about it. But at the same time, they had told me, I don't know what else to do. Got it. You know, you, we don't have any other options for you. Right. And so it was like, you're kind of on your own. So yeah. this, they, they weren't not supportive, but they were like, yikes, you're going to do that and yeah. go off all your prescription medicine and everything. Obviously I got myself into a point where I could go off of it, even if it was for a couple of days. Mm. I just wanted to see like if the amp coil could even like regulate my thyroid or my body in a way where I could not be on the medication. Cause that's what was causing my organ failure and some of my other issues as well right. was I thought part, probably more of the medication part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got it. So that's what I was kind of thinking of. Um, and so I just stopped everything and I just never went back on. Right. Amazing. Never. But quick, quick question. Anyone allergic to cats? No. Oh, okay. Because uh, uh, I love cats. Leonard Cohen seems to have a, a, a deep interest in this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> that's his name. 
Uh, he writes a lot of mournful poetry in the morning. <laughs> so uh, amazing, amazing. So uh, how, I mean, how long, I mean, yeah, how long was it until, because now I know you work and you drive yeah. a car and you do everything. So, I got to part-time work within like a month or so. You're kidding. Yeah. It really? It was pretty crazy. Wow. Yeah. And I, I ran a summer camp that Aaron and Geneva put on, <laughs> like Three or two, three months after that, and wow. I had a bunch of kids I was running around with. So okay. it was, I mean, it wasn't consistent. I wasn't having like good days every single day. Right. But I could like really, really feel that this was, this was it. Like yeah. I was literally getting my body and my health back to a stable spot. So no matter if I had a bad day, I knew I was still heading in the right direction. So I had so much more hope in to getting to a place where I was really thriving. Amazing. If you're enjoying this podcast with Arjuna Arda and his radically brilliant guest, you might also enjoy our eight-week online group coaching program. It's an opportunity to go deep and get stable in practices that enhance your own brilliance. We only take 20 participants at a time, so in a small and intimate group, you can go through the whole Radical Brilliance cycle. You'll have an accountability partner in another brilliant aspirant from somewhere around the world. The eight-week coaching program involves eight one-hour webinars with Arjuna Arda and a group of other Radical Brilliance coaches. You'll also receive one 30-minute coaching session with your own personal coach every week and one 90-minute coaching session with Arjuna himself. It's the ideal opportunity to drop deep into yourself into the source of your own creativity and to get support for an entire eight weeks of mining your own radical brilliance and bringing it forth into a project or creation that can truly serve the future of humanity. Find out more at RadicalBrilliance.com and click on the Programs tab. So I'm going to ask you straight up, you know, because, mm -hmm. I mean, obviously now the question everyone's going to be asking themselves is, well, was this a freak case, you know? So <laughs> since that time, you've been actually, you know, it's a pretty natural response. You've been working with this technology, right? So this is your, this is your work and your job. Mm -hmm. So you've had a contact with a lot of other people, including me. Yes. Right? So what happened for you? Was it a freak case or is is the what happened to you can we assume that it's somehow duplicable it's totally duplicable i've like seen it so many times i've worked with over like you know two thousand people now mm -hmm. and you know it kind of brings us back to that like heart-centered place you know mm -hmm. when you really truly want to transform i yeah. believe it's possible yeah. and i think the amp coil is that is that you know component that can really help you through that um, you know, I've seen it so many times and there, we 
usually take those cases where we're not really sure what's going on. I love the AMP coil because it's not, you don't have to be diagnosed. You don't have to know exactly what's going on. Mm. It kind of balances out your entire body. So it doesn't matter, you know, what you have. That's not what we're focused on. We're focused on your entire body and balancing it all out. Great. I have a quick question for you, Sophie. (laughs) (laughs) Of those couple. You want to try it now, right? (laughs) Yeah. 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 Hey, yeah. Um, (laughs) Of those couple thousand people you've worked with, how many have you not been able to help on some level? I mean, I think maybe... I think I've been able to help every single one. If they're ready to shift is the question. So I how think... does that work? And so you're saying that the, the vibrational medicine, the energetic medicine, is a combination of the device and your intention, and without your intention it doesn't work? Their intention. Yeah. Yeah. The, I mean, the, 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 yeah. So you could actually block it through not wanting to be, to, to be well. You can, I think, um, you know, if you're not, if you're kind of stuck in your story mm. and you're not ready to actually transform, you won't be conscious of the transformity that it gives you. I got it. Yeah. And, uh, one thing that I've learned, um, by continuously coiling, cause I've been coiling for, what, a little over two years so now? This is a new word in the Webster's Dictionary oh, yeah. now. Yes. Coiling. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Happy coiling. <laughs> um, so once I got past my symptoms and I continued to coil, the thing that I noticed was that um, the amp coil kept through all the different programs. You know, there's many different frequencies that, that it plays. Is that each one was a chance to to see myself from a different perspective. Beautiful. Yeah. And I realized that, um, that the amp coil basically gave me a bridge from being a victim Mm. to being a little bit more in the driver's seat Mm -hmm. of, of my own reality. Mm. And so I am, I'm getting closer and closer of getting to that, that, that place where I feel like I can kind of choose how I feel Mm. and what's going on in this body. And I think that's kind of why doctors have always talked about how, you know, it's, you know, like it's kind of, maybe it's in your head, it's up to you, but even us at getting this point to where our results are insane, like insanely high, there's still that point of people have to meet, meet the technology. Legit, yeah. You know, sure. they, they have to show up too. this thing's not going to fix you. Mm. You have to show up and receive what it's trying to tell you. Wow. Yeah. Cool. I always say like the amp coil doesn't heal anyone. It didn't heal me for sure. Mm. I healed myself. I mm. went to Aaron and Geneva's house every single day for six months. I mm. drove like 25 mm. minutes, you know, mm. I was in a place where I was so ready to shift. And that's why my, you know, whole transformation was so fast in some ways, mm. you know, within six months I had perfect blood tests come out. Really? Yeah. Whoa. And and, so what know, did they make of that? The, the they dog? were thrilled. Yeah, know? they were thrilled. But did, I mean, <laughs> they had no idea when they, they knew just... that you'd gone off all the medications yeah. and all you'd done was this golden donut. <laughs> How did they feel about that? They're like, all the medications, you know, are, you, you didn't take any more Western medicine, just a golden donut, yeah. and now your blood test. How did they? How did? How did the doctors respond to that? I think they're really confused i told yeah. them about the amp coil and i like i had one really awesome doctor mm. and um in la and um i kind of want to go back and just kind of like show them 
how much better I am now. Yeah. And also like explain to him because he might be really open minded to the MCLA and he could suggest it for a lot of people that were in my position where for he sure. didn't know what else to do with me. Yeah. And it was like an like he tried everything. It wasn't his fault at all. But my case was so severe and so crazy, mm. you know, that we needed another alternative. So I think this was like it's such a cool, you know, opportunity for some people that are struggling like my me. Brilliant. Let's let's go for your story, shall we? Because okay. I know you also, you had Lyme, right? Yeah, I was mm-hmm. diagnosed with Lyme and um, autoimmune thyroid. Mm-hmm. And how old were you yeah. then? Um, 22. 22, and 22, now you are? 28. Yeah? Yes. So tell me, did you, what, what happened? Did you, <laughs> did you go through a bunch of um, other kinds of medicines first, I imagine, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was actually kind of on a healing journey for... Um, good portion of my life because in late middle school, I started to notice that something was off. Uh Um, I kind of just socially wasn't um, engaged at all. I um, was just kind of just getting more and more reclusive. Right. Late middle school. At what age is that? I grew up like in early teens. Okay. Right. Like 11, oh, 12, I see. oh, late middle school. So that'd be like when you went into ninth grade. Then. This, mm-hmm. is a, this is an American thing. Yeah. yeah, I know. <laughs> what is baseball? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, so, yeah, it was just like little little things, kind of just that little feeling that something's not right. And, um, you know, I had many, many, many reasons to just deny it and um, didn't have a way of communicating about it. So um, it went on for a while and, and slowly physical things started to show up. Um, my hormone system started to really shut down. And that was the first thing I got on paper was, okay, your, your hormone system is pretty out of whack. And then I, um, I basically went full on, um, what's going on with me mode once I went into college, because I kind of, I started studying biology and I started to study to see what was going on with myself. So I aced all my tests. That was easy. You know, the the hard part was figuring out what's going, what's going on with me. And um, I started to go to more doctors at that time, and I started to see that what they were prescribing me actually wasn't lining up with what I was learning in school. So I started looking more Eastern, you know, more acupuncture and herbal. Mm. And similar to what Sophie said, is it just didn't feel strong enough. Like when so I was, at this point in the story, how old are you? I was in um, college, so that's okay. like junior year, senior year of college. So yeah. so twenty twenty one. Yeah. Um, but I was, I was, I guess, maintaining sanity by exercising nonstop. Were you depressed? Yeah, I was mm. definitely depressed. And once I got injured from, um, mm. from the sport that I was really into, what was that? Ultimate Frisbee. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Really yeah. into it. Loved it. Love it still? Um, love it still. Mm-hmm. But I've taken a slightly slower, slower pace of, of physical activity. Mm-hmm. Um, so I got injured from that and then the the shit hit the fan and I just, I had nothing to turn to. Yeah. So, um, at that point, yeah, I got really depressed. I started traveling, you know, just to try to pick myself back up and, um, something, you know, was like, nope, you got to go deal with whatever is happening inside you. Cause I got malaria in Africa. You did move back home. Right. Um, what were you doing in Africa? I was actually working my dream job at that time, which was following a bunch of monkeys around in the jungle. Oh, I just wanted to get away from humanity. <laughs> I just like I just didn't want to be around humans anymore. I right. felt like an alien. I didn't understand 
what it was like to be human. So I just moved to the jungle, counted monkeys, learned their vocalizations, followed them around just for a PhD project. And you did a PhD? No, this was helping out All someone right. with their PhD project. Right. Um, and so that brought me back home. So I started to kind of recover. I was just thinking for a minute, you know, that following a bunch of monkeys around in the jungle pretty much summarizes my experience of my life. <laughs> And here we are. <laughs> but carry yeah, on. <laughs> sometimes that's all we feel like is monkeys. I used to have a pet monkey, by the way. Right. Really? Yeah, yeah. I think my wife says she has a pet monkey, but it's me. <laughs> yeah, sorry, carry on, carry on. Um, so, malaria brought me back. Hmm. And at that point, I kind of hit rock bottom with my health. Totally. Um, didn't know how to um, recover from that. So... I, I mean, I got the malaria out, so to speak, um, and was like, okay, let's go on with life. But it was just, just exhausted all the time. You know, I tried to live a normal existence, tried to get jobs, but I just, I couldn't, I just couldn't get like, like every time I woke up, I just like, it felt like I couldn't get back into my body. Like I would, I'd gone into the dream state and I just like, couldn't get back into my body. It was like, it was like, it wasn't even showing up for me. Mm. So I, um, hmm. I just it's very scary. kept plugging yeah. away. Yeah, it's a, it a very scary feeling. I mean, mm. it's like it was feeling like a complete separation mm. from my body. Like mm. I don't even know what this thing is anymore. Mm. So, mm. Um, yeah, I mean, I tried things, tried things, tried things. Eventually, Amp Coil came along. Mm. And just in my first session, mm. I had a big, you know, a big enough of effect to be like, okay, this feels like the right, right direction. Wow. Wow, great. And then what happened to the symptoms and how quickly? Yeah, so I just kept coiling. And Sophie was actually the person that um, brought the coil over. Oh, really? Um, I ended up moving into Aaron's old house. This was was... in Nevada. You living in the. Are you from Nevada City? I am. Yeah, you grew up here? Yeah, I did. Okay. Yeah, so so I moved into Aaron's old house, and the landlord at that time was like, you should try this coil thing. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like. Hmm. Looks like you're not doing so well. Like I don't know how to explain it. It's just like a coil thing. Mm-hmm. And so Aaron came over and gave me a little description, and I was like, "Okay, that's not." I was very heady at the time, mind you. I was actually like just slightly skeptical. <laughs> <laughs> I was a very, very brilliant mind because I feel like when when you have so much pain in your body, it's easy to escape up into the head. Mm. And so I was a brilliant mind. Like you know, I could do, I could do anything. I could solve any equation. I was, I was. You know, um, all my energy was up in my head, but of course then my body was kind of starting to fail. So, um, when he gave a description, I was like, okay, whatever, you know, doesn't sound a little kooky, but I'll try it. And, um, and that first session was like, it literally brought all of my energy back down. And I mm. was like, whoa, mm. okay, this is good. This is good. This is where I'm supposed to be. Um, but of course, you know, a little while, while after the session, that feeling kind of fades and the, the, you know, the kind of chaos comes back in. So I, um, I was like, I want to coil more. I want to coil more. Like, just let me coil all day, please. But you're not really supposed to just about, you know, less than an hour a day. Um, so I patiently just stuck with it. And over a period of months, I just started to get more, um, it just, it felt like peace was just kind of moving throughout my body, you know, just just starting to, to feel good. My eyes kind of opening again, starting to come back, you know, um, to the present moment. And, um, and I got back to work, got my life back and, uh, I'm here. Cool. 
Great story, man. Great story. And let me ask you the same question. I'm going to ask you because, you know, we want to, I mean, this is not a kind of, this is not a, what you call an infomercial. I mean, we're, we're, we're trying to get down to, you know, I know that you guys are more than anything. I'm going to talk to you a lot, uh, talk to you a lot about this, Aaron. More than anything, you're motivated to really genuinely help people. So uh, let me just stay, stay with Aaron, with um, uh, Jordan for just one second. So I, I want to kind of ask you this question really sincerely, you know, not, not, not to promote anything, but I want to ask you the same question, like what happened to you? How much do you feel it is du duplicable? Like, you know, mm. is, is, this, is this something that's going to have a beneficial life-enforcing increase of life force for, for, for most people? Or were you lucky? Or, you know, what's your most... If this, mm -hmm. if, if you had to answer that question, where you're going to have to face your maker one day, what's the truth of the matter? You know, is, is this something that really works across the board? And I had the exact same curiosity. Yeah. And that was actually why once I started getting better, mm -hmm. um, about four months in, I immediately started to reach out into people in my town and mm -hmm. be like, come try this thing. You know, it, like whatever you're suffering with, you know, I, I did do the, the, just the kind of headline of Lyme and autoimmune. Um, but I listed a few other things too, but I just said in general, like if you're dealing with any pain in your body, just come try this tool and mm. let's see what happens. Mm. And every single person that committed, every single person, right? Every single person that committed, I had a lot of people that came, you know, two times, three times. And they were just like, you know, okay, this is cool. But never heard back from them. And, um, but every single person that committed to at least like, I would say three weeks and three times per week. So about nine sessions, mm. but that time, every single one of those people went on to purchase their own unit and like, and headed off into the sunset and wow. like completely, completely enjoyed the experience. And I check in with them and, you know, and they're all still using it and feeling like it's a, it's a part of their lifestyle mm. and they feel like they, um, across the board, Everyone is saying that they feel like they've come into um, a better version of themselves where they feel like they are more of their authentic self. Beautiful. Uh, I, want to, I want to shift a little bit. Yeah, yeah. And actually, if I can bring up something I think yeah. is, is vital to some of the things that you're attempting to get at in this conversation, and that is you talk about shifting. And he just happens to be wearing the shirt that says shift happens. <laughs> yeah, right. I've got yeah. one of those. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and... Um, my belief system is we are all vibration, right? You know, we're, we're all frequency. And in today's modern society, most of us live in an environment that is anything but healthy. Mm -hmm. And so when we talk about these frequencies, you have positive and negative frequencies. And most of our society isn't aware of how toxic mm. they're putting their bodies into on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. So when we just think about, how the earth is designed, which is an electromagnetic field and how mother nature is designed to vibrate in a certain frequency pattern that allows nature to be abundant and beautiful. Us as humans, we're no different. Mm. And my belief system is unfortunately we've gotten stuck in this paradigm where we've put ourselves in environments that do anything, but keep us in that healthy vibration. Yeah. So things like the amp coil and other vibrational types of technologies are really meant to bring you back to how your body's designed to be. Got it. That's clear. Yeah. 
I wanted to drop back into something that we, we talked about a little earlier sure. and, and get your comment on it because um, I think it's super important. Is um, Sophie, you were talking about when you were going, when your very first session, that you dropped into this very deep state, mm -hmm. right? And that, that, I'd like to kind of talk a little bit about that deep state, maybe not just pertaining to amp coil specifically, but because I noticed I, I first got my, my first acupuncture session when I think I was like, I don't know, 22 or something, but a long time ago. Uh, they actually had acupuncture back in the 17th century. Uh, and um, I can remember that was the most remarkable thing about, you know, they put these needles in. It was like 11 o'clock in the morning. Boom. And I was like, I was more deeply gone than I was at night sleeping. And I've noticed that to be somehow an indication of a deeply healing state is that you, you really, your, your, your body becomes incredibly heavy. And I, I, I've done quite a few sessions now at your, you call it your HQ, right? Mm -hmm. Your office in, uh, what street is it? That, the, it it's on uh, York Street. On York Street, yeah, which is, I mean, it's literally two minutes walk from my house. Mm -hmm. So I've done a bunch of sessions there, and there's usually like a bunch of people there. You know, it's, it's quite busy. Mm -hmm. And the particular young lady you have helping everybody who I think at one point was a professional soccer player. Mm -hmm. She's pretty kind of like, yay! <laughs> She's not tiptoeing around, you know? So it's quite a noisy place, actually. But I, tell, I swear to God, you know, you put, that, that, put the golden donut on me, and I cannot stay. <laughs> I mean, I just, I, I'm, it's like He's you've suddenly injected time. with ketamine or something. I'm just like, mm -hmm. you know, an animal tranquilizer. I'm just like gone. It's basically resetting your nervous system. Yeah, so that is amazing, how, just how strong that is with the amp call, how deeply it puts you into that state of healing rest. And I can remember one time it got, like, seriously noisy. I mean, it got so noisy, it was like, <laughs> you know, it got, like, insanely noisy. We had, like, like, like 10 people in the office, <laughs> and our tune was like, wow, this is amazing. No, but at one point it got, like, really noisy, and so I actually was kind of woken up, and I, I had the amp call in my body, and my liver right under you know that part was like vibrating like super strong like like really vibrating you know like a like a like that sort of bass thing of the that bass subwoofer mm -hmm. you know and i thought wow this thing is really doing something seriously <laughs> to my body you know and and i had a bunch of symptoms clear up from all that mm. yeah i think it's like really important that like you know i always tell people when they start coiling you might not feel a thing or you might feel a lot and i think when you go into a deep state where you're more conscious, then you can start feeling like your liver vibrate. I feel it too now. But at like my first session, I just like didn't feel anything. I felt a little bit more relaxed. Well, you got really, really deep, didn't but you? But then after, yeah, as I kept coiling, I'd pass out like you every single time. I'd sleep for like two hours at their house. and They would never right. woke me up. It was crazy right. how deep I went. As you're listening to this conversation with Arjuna Arda and his radically brilliant guest, you might feel inspired to go deeper into your own expression of radical brilliance. Come join us for a one-week Radical Brilliance Laboratory held in a beautiful rural location in the Sierra Nevada mountains of California. During the laboratory, you'll have an opportunity to dive deeply into all four quadrants of the brilliance cycle. 
This means you'll be able to explore experiences of consciousness without boundaries. And you'll be able to start accessing original impulses of creativity from within yourself that can become your unique contribution to the world. You can get in touch with your own learning and integrate mistakes that will allow you to mature and grow. You'll have the chance to deeply mine your own resources as well as connect with other brilliant people in a small, intimate context for a week. You can check out the Radical Brilliance Laboratories at RadicalBrilliance.com under the Events tab. One of the parts about the amp coil that I get most excited about is, is that state you were just talking about, about how it kind of gets you into like a meditative like state. And, um, what I've noticed with a lot of people that come to us is, um, they've actually, we get a lot of people that have been ill for a long time. You know, they, they say like, yeah, I've been dealing with this for like 25 years. You know, I doubt this is going to help me because nothing else does. That's just their mindset. And so now three years later and seeing all these people shift, I'm like, how, okay, how is this possible that this many people being sick for this long are seeing such good results with just this one tool? Cause I really do believe, you know, that there's not one thing for everyone, but everyone's made of frequency. So, you know, so frequency is going to change everyone. Um, the only reason that I can see this, um, level of, of success is, is it working on the emotional, mental and physical state? Yeah. Because that's a lot of PTSD to get over, you know, and that's a lot of times you've told yourself, I'm sick, I'm Mm. sick. There's Mm. something wrong with me. Mm. It's hard to get over that patterning. And it, it takes something very special to be able to do that for you. And I think that's a big part in our culture that has been lost, that art of getting someone kind of back into life. And for me, that's what it's been able to do is like, is remind me that I'm okay, you know? And mm-hmm. that's, yeah. I had a lot of PTSD about that too. And I've had many times in the last three years where I've been in better health, where I just cry for all those years where I believed, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> that something was wrong with me. Yeah. So it's been a huge gift just to get that mental repatterning and the emotional stability of, you know, I'm okay. Yeah. Beautiful. That's so core. You know, I mean, this, this deep down sense of not being okay, or there's something wrong with me. And, you know, it's, it's, it's hardwired into, uh, some of our religious traditions, you know, the idea of original sin that, you know, you're kind of born in this flawed state that it, takes a lot to get back to just feeling okay about yourself mm-hmm. yeah. well the number one belief hang on you're gonna have to say that again on the mic mm-hmm. the number one belief in society as a whole mm. is i'm not enough yeah yeah for sure i'm thinking at this point you know we've been talking a lot about the golden donut where is it it's right over there <laughs> let's get it yeah why don't you grab it and i mean of course a lot of people are listening on audio but um for for uh any, yeah, set it right on the table there. For anyone who is uh, watching the video, we can actually take a look at what this thing looks like. I think you're actually blocking the camera now. So. Mm-hmm. Well, there are three cameras? Yeah, but... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so lucky. just to give perspective, 
There's the golden donut right there. <laughs> right there, golden donut. Yeah. Just to give perspective, like any technology, it usually starts big and heavy and all those things. Yeah. And literally the first version was bigger than the fireplace that is yeah. over over there and weighed about the same. Right. <laughs> and um, it took two hours to put together. Yeah. And so, you know, we fast forward a few years and here you go. You've got something that'll fit in your backpack. It's back. about 10 pounds, right? This will fit in your backpack. Yeah. In your backpack even. Yes. Okay. Yes. Cool. Yeah, and it actually comes. Where's the where's the little uh, pad thing? So here. Mm. Yeah, where's the pad? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, we'll bring it. Down. So it, it has it has, actually has its own kind of iPad goes with it. Yeah, it's a tablet. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's a tablet designed specifically for the technology. Amazing. Yeah. Now you've got a pretty ingenious way of figuring out which kind of settings to use for somebody. Uh, that uses voice analysis. Can mm-hmm. you say a little bit about that? Well, voice analysis is something that's actually been around for decades. We got it? Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. And basically, voice, oh, ana- voice analysis currently is used for things that we use every day, even though we forget about it. Like, mm-hmm. for example, if anybody has a so-called smartphone, mm-hmm. there's a strong chance that you have... Uh, voice-activated text. Yes, for sure. Yeah. I use it every day. Yeah. So it's the same... Siri story. makes these incredibly embarrassing... Exactly. <laughs> so, 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 so it's the same sort of technology because everything is vibration. Right. And it picks up on the vibrational patterns of your voice. Mm-hmm. And everything can be measured right. uh, from that frequency. And to take it to another level, even um, the government, majority of all lie detector tests are done through voice analysis now. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so because of the broad spectrum of accuracy they can get yeah, and because of how easy it is to use, mm-hmm. you don't really have you know, a lot of things that you have to have hooked up to. You're, mm-hmm. you're just speaking into a microphone yeah. that records uh, the frequency. Yeah. And then from there, um, your body is basically saying what might be out of balance. Great. Congratulations on, I mean, this is a massive upgrade. You've, I mean, to have your own customized tablet now, I remember you before you were using uh, some kind of, I forget, Android device. It was sure. The, the, sure. So this is great. I was thinking, I mean, th- that voice analysis test is super quick, isn't it? It takes, like, it, it takes less than a minute. Should we just do it right now? Uh, you're welcome to. Yeah, why sure. not? Sure. Let's do it live, live on air, so to speak. Yeah, Not live yeah. on air, but and, and, do you want them to be able to see the screen? Uh, whatever, yeah. yeah. And what I always like to say when somebody does voice analysis, especially if they're remotely on the conscious path, mm-hmm. is you know you're you're first coming in and you're going to um, do the five vowels, which is going to get a certain frequency. A E I O U. Yeah. yeah, and then the last twenty five seconds, you're can speak freely. Mm-hmm. Uh, I always encourage people to speak about their healing journey in that in those twenty five seconds to set the to set the intention right you know and uh, I find it very interesting people that are open and willing to do that I can almost guarantee you are going to shift much faster from those journeys because they're already on the path got it and ones that are really hesitant about even doing that I realize yeah. okay we we can still help this may be a longer journey got it okay yeah okay. so it's 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 very Intriguing just to see what happens with people. But that is basically, that's the, 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 the primary way that you determine which sequence of frequency somebody needs. Is it, from... It's basically a guidepost. Yeah. 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 So, so the person has an idea of which path to take that's going to create 
harmony mm-hmm. in uh, potential faster motion. We need a little bit of recharge, right? Yeah. Okay, no problem. Yeah. So we'll, we'll, yeah, we'll, 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 switch, uh, we'll switch back to that in a minute. I wanted to actually shift to another topic that we've been talking so far a lot about uh, physical physical symptoms. You know, we've been talking about Lyme's and, mm-hmm. and Graves' disease, and I'm sure there are many other diseases we could talk about as well, or disease conditions. But, you know, many people, and I think I would include myself in this, mm-hmm. that probably the greatest kind of lack of ease, you know, mm-hmm. dis-ease, mm-hmm. Sure. The, the greatest yeah. lack of well-being that I think I've experienced in my life has not been, as I, as I said, not so much a diagnosable physical condition, but more like a feeling of, ah, uh, which is actually, you could say, is emotional, mm-hmm. right? For sure. Um, and you talked about PTSD. Now, there's, there's the kind of obvious extreme PTSD of, you know, um, being in a war zone or having a car mm-hmm. accident. But then there's the milder PTSD of just, what, well, just being born, you know? mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Just like being, being a human is pretty, yeah. pretty, pretty traumatic. Pretty traumatic. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. you know, growing up in particular kinds of families can be pretty traumatic too. So that's the situation for a lot of people who I know is mm. there's this feeling of carrying just a low level, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. a low level, you know, tension mm-hmm. in the nervous system, uh, a low level, just anxiety, you know, low level depression, low level, mm-hmm. as you said, I'm not okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, it feels to me from my experience of it, that these kind of energetic medicines are mm-hmm. actually, you know, super helpful mm-hmm. with just changing the way you feel about mm-hmm. things, changing how irritated you feel, changing how optimistic you feel. Well, and I'm going to pass this over to Jordan, but before I do, just think of songs. So almost every love song was done with a certain vibrational pattern. Right. And it's right around 432 hertz. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And so, so it creates a certain emotion. Yeah. And there's a reason why almost any time we hear a song in that vibration, uh, the body goes to, ah. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. And so the whole reasoning behind how some of the patterns are done here is to bring you back to that state. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. So, Jordan. Mm. So I'm really glad that you're bringing this point up around people that don't have enough to where they feel like they need to go to a doctor and enough... Um, unease in their body or their their reality to go to and seek help um there's many you know there's many people that are at that level yet still they you know they're stubborn they're strong you know they can do it they don't want to seek help but all those people that just have that underlying um unease where they need constant distraction you know they need they need to look at a screen before they go to bed and they need coffee right when they wake up you know, because they need that, that level of distraction because if they relax into those, those emotions, they're, they're right there on the surface, you know, they're not going to know what to do, what to do with them. And, um, it's that's, too overwhelming. it's too overwhelming. Like as mm. Eckhart Tolle said, like, it feels like you're going to die mm. when you deal with some of these emotions that are like, that are sometimes just from, from very simple events that, that not even super traumatic you feel into them and it feels like you're going to die. Mm. But you know, that's why love is so powerful is because if you hold on to the love, it works you through it. And that fear, fear of death fades. Um, but this is, yeah, I, this is why I believe this technology, this type of technology is going to become a lot more common 
is mm-hmm. because so many of us are dealing with that level of unease. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's crazy to walk around and see how many people are acting, doing, creating. And they're just creating from a place of that unease, of fear, of, oh no, you know, something might happen if I do this. And once you're able to relax into your body and be able to deal with these emotions when they come up, mm. you can just create from a place of, of joy. And I feel like that is really what our existence is all about, is just from mm. creating from a place of joy. Well said, man. Well said. Yeah, I want to segue on that one. Yeah, too, one, yeah. one comment on this. Good job, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> good, yeah. I tell you, show this there's, there's, there's hope for our future when you look at these two that are half our oh age or, or more than. So many millennials, yeah. that's, that's, I feel like we've got nothing to worry exactly. about. Exactly. Amen. These, these guys Amen. will clean everything that, up. That's a yeah. whole other conversation yeah, we can get is, into. Yeah, yeah and, a, sure. and a conversation I'd love to invite you back for. Yeah. Um, but when it comes back to the mental emotional state, you know, one of the first teachers I ever had said, you do realize your mental emotional issues are stored in your tissues. Yeah. And I really thought about that. I've been thinking about it for decades now mm-hmm. because I don't think most for a society even equates the two, uh, one being the cause and the effect of the other. Yeah. And so if you look at people that have really healthy emotional states, they tend to be quite healthy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's very interesting how, how it crosses over. Well, I wanted to segue actually something brilliant that Jordan just touched into is because we've taught, we've been referencing states of physical pathology today. Mm-hmm. Now we've started to talk about states of emotional pathology, which means feeling depressed or anxious mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. just fed up or you know, angry, <laughs> right? But you touched into once we start to address that one way or another that we can actually start to embrace states of states, the other side of normal, you know, we've come to, we've got a pretty low level for what we think of as normal. It's like, if you can, yeah. if you can make it to show up for work and participate in the factory, you're not, you're, you're all right. You if know, you can right. fog a mirror. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But the other side is what you talked about is like the capacity to create without restriction. The capacity is what I like to call radical brilliance. The, cap- the capacity mm. to be brilliant without any restrictions on your brilliance. The capacity to function at your absolute peak of what you could be creating. And that actually ties into the best possible future for humanity. If you've got a lot of people functioning in that way, yeah. then if you've got a lot of people... Oh. The tablet's doing its thing. Okay. It's speaking to it us. It wants to be part of the conversation. Yes, okay, there okay. you go. Yeah, so if you've got a lot of people uh, collectively operating at their fullest potential, not pulled down into some kind of mild physical or mental emotional pathology, but actually waking up in the morning going, great, what's the best possible use of today? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's at a huge amount of creative, problem-solving energy freed up. Yeah. So what do you think the these kind of energetic medicines have to offer us in terms of the other side of normal in terms of super functioning Mm. great question you know it's it's interesting you mentioned that because um we've had an opportunity to work with um world-class athletes literally Mm. people that are like top one and two in their collective sports worldwide and um so we've had a chance to see the effects and it's, it's profound yeah, it's really profound, and that's sort of that's when you talk about top performing athletes. That's sort of that's a, that's people top performing physically, but what about you know 
Do you think we might be able to generate more Einsteins? Oh, for sure. But when, when I, well, I'm going to go back to the athletes for a second because the mental emotional state at that level is they say 90% of that 0.1%. So when they're mentally, emotionally stable, just to prove a point that, and it's, it's been well documented that the 0.1% of what we'll call them superhumans that you know, compete at elite levels, it's their mental, emotional state that carries right. 90% of what makes them the top one or two in the world where everybody else is chasing them. If you're enjoying this podcast, you might enjoy dropping by radicalbrilliance.com. We've got an ebook for you which explains the radical brilliance cycle, the way the cycle gets blocked, and the practices that best open up the cycle again. We also have five days of gifts and insights for you, delivered every day by email and video, which go much more deeply into the phases of the cycle, the ways that the cycle can become a kind of diagnosis of blocked brilliance, and a way to accurately find the right practice for each person. In addition, you'll receive a video about the single most important practice that we have determined affects brilliance, and another video about everyone's favorite topic, brilliant sex. It's all totally free, prepared for you as our guest. Please come to RadicalBrilliance.com. Register on the homepage and you'll receive the ebook right away. Then you'll be guided through the five days of videos to take you deeper into your own radical brilliance. Well, let me just tune back into it. You want to come back in? Are you already? How's it mm -hmm. doing? Does it still need more time? Yeah. Okay. So. Yeah. So, I mean, let's think about Einstein. I mean, sure. Einstein, of course, you know, is a mixed bag because he discovered the general theory of relativity, yeah. blah, blah, blah. But also we got the bomb out of that. Yeah. We actually got, you know, we got the microchip, which has mm -hmm. done, you know, harm as well as good. Right. Mm -hmm. But nevertheless, I mean, Einstein towards his death, you know, said next, if I get reincarnated, I want to be a plumber. Because he felt, <laughs> he actually said that because yeah. he felt so bad mm -hmm. about, you know, the, the negative yeah. consequences of some of his discoveries. But you get a lot of people operating at that kind of creativity, mm -hmm. you know, like Steve Jobs was another. Of course. Right? Um, but equally, you know, Lynn Twist, mm -hmm. you know, Barbara Marks Hubbard, mm -hmm. uh, um, there's, there's tons of people who are just mm -hmm. like thinking outside the box mm -hmm. and they're going, oh, we can just reabsorb the carbon mm -hmm. dioxide out of the atmosphere. Oh, plastic in the ocean. Here's a simple fit. You know, there mm -hmm. are people who just operate at that level. They're mm -hmm. not bogged down and feeling depressed, feeling sure. anxious th or thinking about me at all. Yeah. They're not even thinking about how can I make more money? You know, mm -hmm. how can I, you know, me, me, mm -hmm. me. They're actually just naturally thinking in terms of global solutions. Yes. So that's, that's actually what this podcast series is about. Mm -hmm. Radical brilliance, you know? Uh, so what is the, what is the potential of energetic medicine to propel people into that kind of super functioning state, not just physically, but creatively. 
Oh boy. Mm-hmm. You know, I can tell Jordan really wants to, to speak about this. <laughs> I and I, I might have something to say on, on the end. Uh, but, I, but I think he's probably going to yeah. cover a lot yeah, of it. Yeah, he's bursting in. Yeah. <laughs> it's all you. It's all you, baby. So, what comes to mind for me uh, is complete ownership mm. of what you're putting out. Yeah. And that is, um, that is what energetic medicine can offer the world is people realizing that they are the sole sole thing responsible for what they put out into the world. Mm. When I'm when I'm afraid now and fear comes up, I ask myself, why am I creating fear? Mm. You know, if something good comes up, awesome. You know, I created that. Obviously if like if the sports team that I like wins, I'm not gonna like say I'm responsible. <laughs> but why not? <laughs> no, that's it's funny just to interrupt you for a second because mm-hmm. you said that energetic medicine can can bring you into the state where you feel you are the sole source, and then you said of what I put into the world. Mm-hmm. But I think there's also, in a weird illogical way, there's a way to get to a point where you feel I am the sole source of everything happening everywhere, right? Mm-hmm. Because you're actually you feel so connected, mm-hmm. you feel so as a wave, you feel so con- so unwaveringly connected with the fact that as a wave you are also the ocean and that's actually a weird thing because it's not that you feel guilty for everything but you actually feel responsible and and that's where you know maybe you know right now we're sitting here in california Mm -hmm. and this is there's a lot of people who feel this way and there's a you know there's there's stuff going on in iran right now Mm -hmm. right i mean there's a pending conflict in iran as we sit here Mm -hmm. speaking there is the possibility to feel like, oh, that conflict in Iran is actually happening within my consciousness, mm-hmm. right? And, I and that's can, what heart math has me- measured. Yeah, yeah. And I, and I can actually take responsibility for that. I can take a responsibility for child abuse happening somewhere in India. I can take responsibility for spousal abuse happening somewhere. I, I can actually... I can, and this is a very weird, illogical... It completely refutes the whole notion of individuality. But there's the possibility... To, to take ownership and say, I didn't as an individual do that, but it happened out of consciousness. And I, I feel so, so identified with the universal consciousness more than the localized that I can actually feel responsible for everything. Mm-hmm. And imagine if everybody felt responsible for everything. That's actually what a beehive is like, mm-hmm. right? That's the nature of a beehive. Every bee actually identifies with the hive. If you, if you study the way bees behave, we've got two hives, you know, on our land here. And... Every bee actually behaves, the behavior of the bee can only, only be explained that it identifies as the hive, not as a separate bee. Mm-hmm. Well, look at the power of prayer. Yeah. You know, you, you put millions of people in, a, in the same vibration. Mm. And, you know, there's a lot of scientific data proving what shifts yeah. when you do that. Yeah. So how does that tie into energetic medicine? How could we see that energetic medicine could not just be a way of, you know, which is great, you know, of getting over a disease, mm-hmm. not just be a way of feeling less anxious? Because getting over a disease and feeling less anxious could just prime you to participate even more enthusiastically in business as usual, right? Mm-hmm. In, the, in the rat race, you know, it's like, okay, now I can really make a lot of money. Answer. Yeah, yeah. So... How can energetic medicine actually propel us not only from the disease of relative to normal, but the very disease of separation and the very disease of me first? Mm-hmm. When you get people together in a room that have um, very pure intentions for you know for the greatest good of all, mm. and that's only what they're vibrating at, mm. the waves that they can make mm. are massive. Right, right. So that's why I believe that 
in order to change our planet, it's actually not going to, it's not going to take every single person making a more conscious shift of what am I putting out into the world? It's only going to take, you know, a, a small percentage of the world really getting on the same page yeah. and the way that they make will pass on to yeah. Some else. people say 1%, you know, there's this theory about the hundredth monkey. That is, it only took 1% of people to become coherent, mm-hmm. uh, which actually means identified more with universality than individuality. Yeah. Cool. Wow. I love this topic. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is really, I think this is the, the big potential of everything you're doing. Yeah. Now, while we're on that topic, I mean, we've talked about Einstein feeling a calling. Sure. We've talked about Steve Jobs feeling a calling, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and um, Jane Goodall feeling a calling. Mm-hmm. At some point, you felt a calling. Oh, boy. Which, yeah. which, which, yeah. which pulled you into put it, giving your whole life to energetic medicine. Yeah. And I, you know, I've seen a bit behind the scenes. Yeah. I mean, how much you go through. I mean, we're yeah. friends, right? Yeah, sure. At least I thought yeah. we were. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'd say yes, we're friends. <laughs> yeah. until, I, until I asked you all these tough questions, we were friends. It's yeah. all good. No, no we're, we're friends. And I mean, every time I call you, you know, this, I get the same answer every time. It's like, hey, Arjuna, love you, man. I'm in a meeting, right? Yeah. Pretty, pretty much seven <laughs> days a week. Welcome to my world. Seven days a week, 24 hours a day. You're on the job, you know. Yeah. You're, you're, you are really pumping it out. Mm-hmm. And you've got a team. I don't know how many people work for this company now there's there's about 40 40 they're they're part of the staff when i talked to jessa this morning i talked to clementine yesterday or celestine or something you know i i I talked to you guys a lot and you're Mm -hmm. all like you are you all of you appear to be having a hive mentality and really taking responsibility for a lot Mm -hmm. more than just your own well-being it's a lot more than just showing up to make a paycheck so there's obviously a huge amount of mission involved in this so how did you get what's your story with this oh wow okay i'll uh I'll, I'll see if I can give the short version. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it really comes down to, you know, when there's, when there's crisis, there's opportunity. And, you know, I look at my own crisis. It was one thing for me to be affected the level that I was. And I once walked into a doctor's office and he brought two of his assistants he was training in and said, look, this is the sickest person that's ever walked in my office in 40 years. Hmm. And in that moment, it gave me validation that what I was feeling was real. And that was Lyme's? It was. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. There were many other things going on, but that was the core. Mm. And um, so it was one thing to experience that, but it was more of what was happening with my daughter when she almost passed away. And as as a father, which which you are, um, it's one of those things where it's like, okay, you can mess with me, but don't mess with my kid. Mm. And so she was really the game changer. And you're saying yeah. she got her health issues were passed on from you in yes. conception. Yes, we yeah. didn't didn't know at the time. Yeah, didn't even know that I had Lyme mm. when uh, when my wife and I got pregnant. So mm. it was one of those things that really showed up probably when she was about two or three years old when mm. she started speaking that we realized okay something's just not right here Mm -hmm. you know it shows up at different times Mm -hmm. and usually a stress response Mm -hmm. and so when we really realized what was going on with her and we couldn't find any answers and it almost took both our lives that's when we you know really started exploring and i'd like to say uh that i was the right person to be bit because we were already in the holistic health technology business for Mm -hmm. Gosh, 10 plus years at that time. Holosync. That's with sound, right? Uh, no, holistic. I oh, holistic. Okay. Holistic, yeah, okay. yeah. yeah. So, you know, technologies that are more holistic-minded. Yeah. And so because of that, I was aware of a lot of amazing scientists, engineers, 
um, alternative-minded doctors and people that were just all about wanting to contribute to do something to make a difference. So somehow, uh, my wife and I were able to convince a team of about 10 people to work behind the scenes for well over a year for basically free mm. to come up with a solution. Mm-hmm. And once, and we just knew that it, that it was going to happen. If, if we look back now and thought about all the pieces that came together over that year, most people would say that's impossible. Hmm. You know, and as in the words of Steve Jobs, here's to the crazy ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And so, and, and he was a huge inspiration and I'll, I'll, I'll kind of segue and uh, see if I remember this right in his autobiography, right before, right, right, right before his past, his oldest son asked him, said, dad, how do you feel you got to be so successful the way you did? And what's going to happen after you're gone as a result of it? He said, son, I just happened to be in the right place when technology and humanity merged. Mm. And now you are in the right place for technology and physiology to merge. Mm -hmm. And the second I read that, Mm. it gave me chills. Mm. And I said, that's what I want to be a part of. Right. Right. And ever since then, it's been a wave. Mm. And you talk about our staff. It's, it's interesting. In corporate America, they say the average person lasts six months in any given job, whatever that may be. You know, now four plus years into this, um, for whatever reason, I, and I can't even take you credit for this. You don't have any turnover, do you? <laughs> People don't want to leave the building, so to speak. <laughs> no, it's, I it's, very, it's very interesting. <laughs> and, and again, I can't take any credit for that. What, what it really comes down to is the mission. Yeah, you know, to, to see people not have to suffer anymore. It's fantastic. Yeah. Let's, uh, do you think that tablet's charged up now? Um, I have to check. I don't know if it's happy. Yeah, yeah that one still gives me chills. Hmm. Yeah. Steve Jobs quote. Yeah. And it's um, why she's doing that. I'll, I'll just say Steve Jobs was a huge motivation for how this technology came together. Right. You know? Right. And I'll also say that his way of leading was, was also a huge inspiration because it wasn't always so pleasant. Yeah. And so for myself, I've always thought to myself, what can I do? So whoever I'm speaking to feels empowered Hmm. by where I'm coming from. Right. And not that I always get it right, Hmm. but at the, at the end of the day, that's the thing I'm most conscious of and wanting to get to a point of mastering is how can I bring out the best in whoever I'm working with in that moment? Brilliant. Brilliant. And I'm sure that desire in you is also a function of all the coiling you've been doing. <laughs> oh, yeah. How we doing? yeah I, would, I would say yes. And it's, uh, it's a journey, not a yeah. destination. You know, it's it, every day. It's, it's something that gets to hopefully move a better direction. Fantastic. Yeah. yeah. So thanks so much for taking this time. I know you guys are you've got your attention on so many people that you're helping out. Mm-hmm. What are your what, what's what's final? If you wanted someone anyone to take mm-hmm. something away from this, what would it be? Mm-hmm. Let's sure. Each of you. Yeah. F- for me, it, it's really about uh, the work that we've been chosen to do 
uh, with a, a foundation. It's called Wellness for Humanity Foundation. Yeah. And people can actually purchase the technology through the Wellness for Humanity Foundation. And the tagline is, is purchase an amp coil and help Wellness for Humanity Foundation. Mm-hmm. And it really is about giving back. So it's like when somebody decides that they want to get on that path of wellness, that it's going to spread out and help many others because it's going through a nonprofit foundation that is going to magnify yeah. how many others start to get Brilliant, help. Because many people are really chronically sick. Actually oh, don't, don't have money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, right. yeah. So, so that's what the foundation is all about. And that's, that's what we want to support more than anything is Brilliant. that the foundation thrives. Brilliant. Final words, Sophie? I think for me, it's, you know, surviving is one thing and it's awesome. Mm. But thriving mm. is 10 times better. Mm-hmm. You can't pass on that opportunity for mm. me. Yeah, beautiful. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, when I look back and look at where I've come from, and the part that I'm really thankful for from energetic medicine and that I would want for anyone to have is a chance to, to be able to, to go from the victim to, um, I don't know what the word is, but driver's seat from the victim to the creator and realize how, how you are the creator. And it kind of almost seems a little bit more boring that way. Because instead of like life happening to you and every day being, you know, like a surprise, it's kind of like you almost, almost kind of know what's going to happen, but there's still many surprises along the way. You know, I'm sure once you get to a place to where you're, you know, you're drawing into your life, what you want to draw. Mm. And, um, I just, I know that, and I'm still working on this as well, but I've gotten glimpses of it, of just how, how much more you thrive when you're in in that creator seat as opposed to a victim. And that is what's going to change the world. Yeah. Mm. Thanks so much guys. Thank you. Thank you. This is awesome. All right. Well, that was a lot to chew on, and I hope you found it really helpful. At the end of every episode, I like to make suggestions about what you can do to move this forward into something practical in your life. So I usually suggest a practice or something you can commit to during the week before the next episode is released. And for today's episode, that's pretty simple. There's not much to say. What I'd love to suggest you do, make a commitment to spend a few minutes, go to ampcoil.com, look through the information there. If if what you heard on today's conversation touched you, go to ampcoil.com, go look through the information there. If it inspires you and if you think that there's any way that this kind of technology could help your health and your body, then I suggest you press the little button on their website Uh, to be able to contact a practitioner. There are people with AmpCoil devices all over the U.S. They're not medical practitioners. They're simply people who own devices who are willing to share it with you. Some, of course, are medical practitioners, but almost all are not. But go get yourself an AmpCoil session. You can do the 
what's called the demo harmonizer. For example, it takes 33 minutes and you'll be able to feel for yourself the healing and the very pleasant feeling effect of energetic healing. And we will be back next week in our next episode to talk with Vishen Lakahani, the founder of Mind Valley. See you then.